Welcome to the Education Unscripted podcast, your favorite podcast channel for unpacking education issues in Nigeria and Africa. This podcast is brought to you by the National Innovation Collaborative for Education, NICE, a community of education innovators working to foster learning and collaboration. Hello everyone, welcome again to Education Unscripted. I am Vivian. It's been a long time and we trust our listeners are doing okay and you're staying safe. Today we have a guest and she's going to be talking to us about returning to learning in a pandemic. And our guest today is Ibironke Olurotimi. Welcome Ibironke. Thank you very much Vivian for having me here today. Okay, so we get to meet Ibironke. Ibironke is a program officer at TEP Center, the Education Partnership Center, where she coordinates the Education Partnership Learning Academy. And she is a 2018 awarded fellow of Amani Social Innovation Management, author of I Thrive, a fiction-based life skills guide currently used by over 250 students in Nigeria. She's a teens coach and in her spare time, she leads a life skills academy for teenagers. Ibironke, you're welcome and it's so good to have you here. Thank you very much once again, Vivian. Thank you. Would you like to tell us a little about you and your work at Tep Center? Yes, we want to get to know you a little bit. <laughs> Okay, um, thank you very much, Vivian. So I am the coordinator of the TEPS Learning Academy. And okay. I coordinate activities and briefs for the Learning Academy. And I also double as a program officer in the consultancy work stream of the Education Partnership Center. So that's pretty much my work at TEP. So we'll be benefiting a lot from this conversation today. Thank you, Birunke. Um, you know, we will be talking about returning to learning in a pandemic. 2020 was really a defining year for the education sector in Nigeria. And we all know that throughout or a greater part of 2020, student, children were unable to go to school, or do I say they were unable to go to their schools and have physical classes. So they, they, there was so much that happened during this pandemic and it taught us a whole lot of lessons, including the fact that children don't have to be confined in class, physical classrooms to learn, right? And, you know, there was a lot that this pandemic taught us. So Ibrahim, maybe you'd like to start with that and you know, tell us what or what major less lessons you think the pandemic taught us. So aside the fact that yes, students or children don't have to go to physical classrooms to learn. What other lessons do you think the pandemic taught us as as humans, as individuals, as people in the education sector, as parents, as teachers? Thank you very much. That's a, a very, very important question. And so I will start by saying that one very important thing that the pandemic has taught us is that parents 
have now more than ever before become protagonists of their children's education. Yeah. Um, so during the period of school closures, when children had to learn remotely, either using um, the online option or other low-tech options like television, radio classes, or even you know using learning parks, they would have been supported by an adult who is either a parent or a caregiver, especially for those who are in the lower classes. Another important lesson is that the pandemic just showed us our capacity deficit as a nation mm. in terms of infrastructure, human resource, with human resource, I mean teachers, and even our flexibility, right? Yes. Um, we must be flexible and embrace change. That is one thing that, I'm, you know, that I always say. And there have been several education innovations that have become really widely used during the period of school closures. And these innovations, some of them, would have been in existence even before the pandemic. So I'll give an example. An example is the Mavis Talking Book. And the Mavis Talking Book enables a child to self-learn even without a teacher. And okay. it's a very cost-effective and low-tech option to learning, right? Okay. And um, another thing that I, I believe that, you know, this pandemic has taught us is that we can't close our eyes to the fact that there is a huge learning loss yes. across the country. Ordinarily, when schools go on holidays, children always record some learning, um, some level of learning loss. And this cannot be, um, it, it's not something that is far-fetched because we know that for some children who come from privileged um, families, some of them were able to transition quickly because they, are, they, they, um, they had access to the internet, mm. they had access to learning facilities, and it wasn't much of a problem to them. But we have a larger percentage who could not access these opportunities. And we know that when children go on holidays, like I said, they would record some level of you know, learning loss, which is usually addressed when school resumes. But in this case, we're talking about several months, several months of closures. And honestly, it shouldn't be something that is too difficult if school owners, administrators, and policymakers can make use of assessments appropriately mm. and then provide remedial learning to support children who have lagged behind. There are several other lessons, but I'm going to stop here. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You know, I agree with you, um, especially with the the area um, of the fact that a learning gap has been has been created. That is um, something that we cannot overlook because children who had to go to school every day and then all of a sudden do not cannot go to school again. So most of them have to do exercises together. And since that cannot happen again or could not happen at the time, they, they, there was this gap that was created. So it is safe to say that uh, a learning gap was created during this period of the pandemic. So what, what, um, now, do you think should be the focus of parents and teachers, you know, to help children recover from the impact of the pandemic on teaching and learning? Okay. Um, so before I answer the question, I just want to speak a little bit about um, the issue of learning loss. Um, okay. We might not be able to say exactly how much learning loss that have been recorded for sure. Of course, we know that that would need to be ascertained by maybe a survey or assessment. Okay. And we know that prolonged school closures like are already established always lead to learning loss. And learning losses can have long-term detrimental effects on children's foundation um, foundational competencies if not addressed. So, you know, I have heard some people say things like, everyone will be okay the children will be fine honestly the children will not be fine we can uh, some people will say oh we can continue learning and they will just lay on 
you know, or just continue from where they stop. The danger is in that is that some concepts that should have been learned might have been missed. And yes. you know, if a child, for instance, is meant to learn, um, let's say the child is meant to learn the concept of lower common multiples, and that was the period when schools were short, yeah. and you go back to school and then you don't go back to revisit that or to learn those concepts and you just say oh let's continue or let's just assume now they are in basic three and let's just forget about everything that they were meant to do in basic two after all all the other children across the world you know like some people say Mm -hmm. were at home there is a danger in that because it will have a long-term effect on that child's competence and it's something that should be addressed so now to the question on what should be the focus of parents and teachers to help children recover uh, from the effect of the pandemic so i would say parents and teachers must now more than ever before they must work together and they must strengthen the communication that exists between them that is one another thing that they should do is that the parents must now be vested in their children's education right yes. children who are adequately supported by their parents and their schools always go on to excel we have seen um, records of that in the past yes. and teachers now need to differentiate learning and they must ensure that they reach every child in their classroom. They must pay attention to every learner. Either they are fast learners or they take some time to learn the concepts that are being taught in their classroom. So teachers must pay attention to differentiating instruction. Yes. Thank you very much for that. You you know, um, teachers and parents really need to work together, especially even in the area of communication. No, there are parents that don't even know what what their children do in school. They don't keep communication with their their children's teachers, and that that alone is going to be dangerous to the child's learning, especially in a time like this. So, they they require parental support. They require emotional support at a time like this. Absolutely. So, yes, um, we move on now that um, hybrid learning has become very important. You know, combining online learning and physical learning, there are schools that have to, during the week, they have three times they go to school and two times the children stay at home to to take their classes. How about children in communities that have little or no access to technology, especially um, children in remote areas or in rural communities? disadvantaged children what options are available to them how can they be supported in a time like this Hmm. i I really love this question about uh, supporting children who do not have access to technology especially those in remote areas so i would say i would i would give an example of Lagos State because that is where I reside. Lagos State recently launched a very innovative initiative called the Lagos Learns Together under the Office of the Education Quality Assurance and it's a resource platform where you can find learning packs for children from basic one to SS3. These packs also have physical copies so apart from the fact that children who have access to um, you know, on, online. to the online world, to internet, yeah. can access it. Children who also do not have access to that have the physical copies mm-hmm. that they can use to learn, even if there's a closure. So the learning parts have been done in such a way that children can learn independent of their teachers. Okay. Right? Um, another way that we can support children that live in uh, remote or rural communities is also the use of low-tech options like short messaging service also known as sms this can be deployed to help improve their learning outcomes in literacy and numeracy like 
you know, the project that we are currently running at Tep Center, the Zomu Koyatare project in okay. the northern part of Nigeria, where we are using um, SMS interventions to help improve learning outcomes for children in rural communities. Well, so I feel like this is um, these are ways in which we can help this particular set of children. And another thing is teacher capacity development cannot be overemphasized at a time like this. And I, I believe that in the course of this conversation, we might have the opportunity to talk about that. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I agree with you because, you know, um, I heard about this Abado Learning Center where children in rural communities, they have access to like a tablet. They use it. They, I think it's it's an organization that deployed that for them and then also built like a mini library for them. So children in communities that don't have access to internet can, in that particular community, they can go there and use it. So it's really interesting to know what Lagos State is doing with the study parks. So, um, you know, teachers, teachers are very important to ch children's development. So whether or not children are going to be learning online, they still need a teacher. They still need this human touch. Yeah, so what can be done to help these teachers in rural communities? They still need their teachers. They still need support from their teachers. But when the teachers don't have the skills or they are not fully equipped with, they are not fully equipped to deliver this um, concept, what happens? So how can these teachers be supported? How can they be equipped with skills to to keep them abreast in their field? Okay. So um, for teachers in rural communities, what I would say, would not just speak to teachers in rural communities, but teachers in general. So um, there is this idea that you know teachers should be trained in digital skills, how to use um, the computer, how to use internet enabled devices and all of that yes mm. as beautiful and as good as those things sound i believe that capacity development needs to be targeted okay. so i would explain what i mean is that for instance a teacher in a rural community might not need to be taught how to use microsoft teams if that teacher is not deploying that particular tool in their classroom you see what i mean okay. so i would prefer or i would rather say why not provide that kind of teacher a support in the area of differentiated learning or maybe remedial learning, like what we do with our Learn Nigeria Remedial Program at Tep Center. Okay. So you teach this um, particular teacher how to differentiate learning in their classroom. That is more relevant today because I believe that capacity development needs to be relevant. It needs to be um, targeted as the unique um, setting mm. of that particular teacher. teacher. So... I will just round it up by saying that the kind of capacity development that teacher, teachers need at this time should be targeted and should be relevant to their environment. The support and the intervention provided must be targeted and it must be relevant to their unique needs. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I agree with you. Like you said, a teacher making the teacher learn to use Microsoft Teams when they are not going to be using it with their, with their children. It's, it's, almost, it's almost useless, right? So learning a skill, they won't be deploying it. It's almost useless. Why not target it to, to the particular 
a particular setting. I agree with you. So, how do you envision the future of education in Nigeria post-pandemic? This is a very big question, but I will make an attempt at answering. I believe that it will be very subjective. But I, I would say that I am an optimist. I believe in the future of Nigeria and the future of the African continent. Mm. So I would say that post-pandemic, we would see a lot of um, online schools spring up. Um, homeschooling might become a thing because we are seeing um, parents who think that they did well during the period of the pandemic. So yes. why would they not just keep continue. their children at home and continue to homeschool mm. them? And I also foresee that they will have a lot of um, interventions by the government from non-governmental organization and also corporates who want to invest in education in Nigeria. So those are the things that I can say about what I envision for the future. But I believe that the future is bright yes. if we put in the work that is required. Wow, thank you very much. I also think really the future is bright for the education sector in Nigeria because ever since the pandemic, you, you, you'd have been seeing a lot of um, funding opportunities for people who are willing to invest in the education sector so children don't stay at home and just do nothing so yes i think with a lot of support and if it continues the way it's going then yes the future is bright for the education sector in nigeria post-pandemic thank you so much Biromke. thank you it's really great to have you thank you very me. much vivian for on, having me on, on education unscripted thank today. you so much Yes, yeah, so we've come to the end of our of our Education Unscripted podcast for today. Stay listening and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Education Unscripted podcast. Please send us your feedback by sending an email to niceattepcenter.com or connecting with us on Twitter at nice underscore innovate. You could also leave us a voice message on our Anchor channel. Till then, stay safe and keep learning. Bye.